You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz, Mike, and Tina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. time tonight. Yeah, I'm excited. I had a break last week, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. It was you a good testimony, a good too. Session. It yeah. was. Yeah, it was a real good testimony. Wonderful. I'm glad Kind of guy's guys... night out. Yeah, glad you guys had <laughs> so a good time. Did. I listened to part of the session, but I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, so. When Durham is in the house, it's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love John. He's awesome. Yes, he is. So I guess we're keeping on the real life trend here with, with tonight's guest too. It is. It's real people doing real life <laughs> right here. God Stories Radio. That's what I'm talking about. What's going on over there, uh, Mikey? Uh, come on. I'm, I'm just uh, counting the days for when I <laughs> hey, go up north to yes, see my, my daughters. I'm excited for you, buddy. And my grandkids I haven't seen in nine years. I can't oh, wait. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Mikey needs some prayer. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's such a big deal. That's awesome. It is. It's a, it's a big deal in a lot of ways. So are you mm-hmm. going up for Thanksgiving, Mike? I am. Okay. <clears throat> yes, I am. Very cool. It is. I can't wait. I, I mean, I am counting the days. Yeah. It's a, it's I've a already fun started time packing. of year. <laughs> you, you already started packing. I did. I hey, already started packing. Nothing like being proactive. Yeah, I know. You can do some hunting while you're there? No. It's, <laughs> it's going to be too short of a time, Monday to Saturday. It's going to fly by. I'll be in North Carolina yes, with my family. That's right. You will. So we'll both need prayer. <laughs> okay. I'll no, pray I love you. my family. They're they're crazy. They're like uh, a room full of me, if you can imagine that. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh boy. Uh-huh. Babe, how you doing? How was your day? Uh, I'm doing well. Day was good also. Thank you for asking. And um hoping Thanksgiving without you is gonna be Oh gonna be okay. Strange. It'll be a little bit weird. We've spent a lot of Thanksgivings together. I know, right? Yeah. You can have uh, Mama over and uh, yes. cook a big turk. 
you know, I think I might skip the cooking this year. I don't blame you. We'll see what the boys go out to a Chinese uh, restaurant over there to duck. Bob Evans, <laughs> go over there to Bob Evans and get it sliced up for oh. you. I'm telling you, I'm all about the not cooking. You know the uh, uh, Cracker Barrel. Don't yeah. they usually do up the they do the whole dinner? They do. They yeah. have it as available as well, as well as Bob Evans. I'd be over there at Bob Evans. <laughs> I like their cranberry sauce. Yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. Well, you never know. Maybe I'll make my way to Disney and have a Disney thing. Oh, you you have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. We yeah. shall see. All right. Hey, we got any shout outs this week? I believe we do. We do. Oh, Mikey's pointing. He's pointing. Wow. So we don't I have any Facebook no likes. No Facebook nope. likes. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. Awkward moment. That's yeah, okay. Yes, it you hear is. the crickets? Pull yourself together, <laughs> Fritz. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> if anyone out there has not liked the shit on Facebook, please do so. If you wherever you're from, wherever you can, please like us on Facebook so we don't have this moment. <laughs> but the exciting news is that oh, we, there is exciting news. Oh. We actually have a new country. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> We've got an internal drum, drum roll here. Uh, so the new country, country number 105, is Nicaragua. 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 Wow, the best cigars on the planet. <laughs> wow. Wonderful. Well, welcome, Nicaragua. Yes. We're welcome happy to have you. Brothers and sisters in Nicaragua. Wow, fantastic. 105. 105. It just blows countries. my mind that we can talk into a mic in here in Claremont, Florida, and they're hearing us in Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. Man, all praise the, the world. Lord. That's fantastic. Amen. Wonderful. Well, I just know we're going to be blessed by tonight's testimony. Well, you got that right. I've been looking forward to it. Yep, me too. And um, it's. I think we've probably spent like a year or two just trying to coordinate this probably. thing. <laughs> I think it's been changed once or twice too, hasn't it? I, I believe yeah, so. I don't, I don't think she knew her dad was coming in her place. So. <laughs> nope, I had no idea. I was shocked. <laughs> we we sure enjoyed him. And then uh, shortly after that, the had a heart attack on us. Yeah. <laughs> Good gravy. But he's okay. We're, we're happy to report that he's doing great. Yeah. Thank goodness. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. So um, tonight I have the privilege of introducing Miss Jennifer Gendron, excuse me, Gendron. And um, I actually met Jen first at Real Life um, because uh, her and her family have gone there for so many years, as have me and my family. And um, I got the privilege of knowing her through children's ministry and um, just her and her dad have always just been there volunteering and involved in so many ministries throughout the years. I've gotten to know her precious little ones that I just absolutely adore. I can't go by them without getting hugs. <laughs> it's just physically impossible for me. Um, but I'm just really happy and I'm very proud to introduce uh, Miss Jennifer Gendron. Well, thank you. I'm uh, super excited to be here. And you're right, it took a long time to get this going, but uh, that's life for you. Yeah. Um, it was God's timing. Yeah, definitely God's timing. I think it's definitely perfect. Um, but I guess I'll just take you guys to uh, the beginning. Um, so I'm originally from uh, New Hampshire. Uh, that's where I was born. Um, my parents are from there. My whole family is uh, from New Hampshire. Um and, you know, growing up, I didn't really have God. I knew there was a God and there was church and my cousins did like first communion and I didn't. Um, the only thing I really related uh, 
church and God to was uh, the fact that every once in a while, my dad would want to go to a church service and I would go with him because we would go to get brunch afterwards. <laughs> and that was, that was about the only thing that I knew uh, about You were in God. it for the food, huh? Yeah, I was uh, totally in it for the food. Woman after my own heart right there, I'll <laughs> Brunch is the swing boat, Oh, people. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so... When uh, I was in third grade, so I think it was about like eight, uh, my parents decided that, hey, we needed a change. We needed some sun. And so they moved us all the way from Hampshire, all the way down here to sunny old Florida. And I did not complain at all. I <laughs> I like being outside. I like sports. Um, grew up doing sports. Uh, I mean, ever since I can remember, I was dribbling a basketball or hitting a softball. Um, so I did all of the different sports uh, that I can remember. And uh, when I moved down here, it was one of those choices where you kind of had to pick, is it going to be soccer or is it going to be basketball? Because the sports down here were at the same time. And so my heart took me to basketball and it's my first love. I absolutely love basketball. Um, so, you know, I grew up being a kid playing basketball playing the rec leagues and just super supportive parents both my mom and my dad always at one of my practices every game they didn't miss anything um you know we were pretty one of those like those families that like got it together you know I had both my parents they weren't divorced as I was growing a lot of my parent my friends parents were getting divorced and it was my family um at the time and you know my brother me and him were really different um but you know we still got a good life my parents made sure that even if they were struggling we didn't know that we had good Christmases we had good you know, if I wanted to play basketball, I played basketball. If I wanted to play soccer, I played soccer. You know, we went on field trips. And I mean, it was great. It was absolutely like the perfect type of childhood. And, um, you know, as I was growing up, um, I was always, as you can tell, like into sports, very into sports. So I was always outside with the boys playing basketball, playing football. I could probably throw a spiral better than a lot of my guy friends at the time. Um, so going into middle school, it was one of those things where, I was one of the boys, you know, we were out playing all type of sports and it didn't really dawn on me until I think I was like in seventh grade that you don't really want to be one of the boys. <laughs> um, you know, I've <laughs> got a lot of my friends and they have these crushes and they're having these boyfriends and, you know, in your seventh grade, so it doesn't really mean anything, but you know, they've got the boys looking at them and, and the boys are looking at me because they want to pass me the football, not because of anything else. <laughs> and right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I got to a point where it just kind of hit me that, you know, I'm not being looked at the way that my friends are being looked at. And I mean, and I was so young, but it just kind of staggered on to like my self-confidence because I'm looking at my friends and they're into the makeup or the girlier things and I wasn't. And, um, it just always kind of hit my confidence, you know, it just, they're always having these boys looking at them and I wasn't just kind of hit my confidence a lot, um, growing up. And when I was going into freshman year, kind of had a lot going on with my family. So everything was still going pretty good, supported parents. Um, but my brother, uh, some things started to happen with my brother. Um, he didn't want to move down to Florida and, you know, it was just a lot of stuff going on with him and he ended up being, uh, diagnosed as uh, being bipolar and um, 
at the time it was just a lot. It was a lot of fighting. It was a lot of arguing. Um, and for me, it was one of those, I wanted to hide from it. I didn't want to be there because it's not supposed to be us. Like we're supposed to be good. I've got a good brother and I've got good parents. And so I constantly remember um, just kind of shutting my door and kind of pretending I don't hear it, turning my music up or turning the TV on. And because there was just constant fighting because my brother was always trying to push and my parents were trying to hold. And it was just it was just a lot, you know, they were doing the best that they could do. And so going into my freshman year, I just kind of along with that self-confidence that I didn't have. And, you know, now my brother's getting the attention that he well deserved and needed. But, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little secluded, sure. you know, don't yeah, feel like I've got, so. uh -huh. you know. And so I'm going into my freshman year and um, I made the basketball team and I'm in love because I absolutely love being on the court. Um but I'm also finding myself um, looking for the wrong attention from the wrong type of people, um, trying to find that attention from a boy that'll give it to me, even though it's not really what you should do, you know, and um, you're yeah. in good company. Let, let me just tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. You know, I'm going through my freshman year and I don't know God. I don't I know there is a God, but I don't really know what that means. Don't go to church. And, you know, I'm playing basketball, enjoying myself. I uh, am told, hey, you know, you need to do something to stay in shape for summer basketball. So I'm like, all right. And so then I try out for the track team, find out that I'm a pretty good runner, um, find out that I love it. I love the the release of all those negative feelings that you get and it just kind of lets it all go and um so I found a new love basketball and now I'm running and you know um the stuff with my family is kind of just getting pushed to the side I'm ignoring it I'm not looking at it I'm just keeping going um so then I'm entering my uh I think it was yeah my sophomore year and now I'm being recruited to do cross country and I'm, I'm loving all these sports and I'm love being involved and but I'm still fighting with these insecurities and I'm still looking for these things that are not what I should be looking for um you know and all my friends are doing this and, and they're having sex and they're doing this and I can't even get a boyfriend and I'm just being real hard on myself so again I'm trying to drown myself in my sports and trying to hide myself away and not really focus on what's going on around me because uh, there's a lot going on around me and um so my uh sophomore year keeps on going and and then I may meet, meet a boy and, um, you know, he becomes one of my best friends and we hung out all the time and, you know, it wasn't really on his radar and, but, you know, he was one of my best friends and I was determined. I like this boy. I'm going to make him my boyfriend. And I remember that. I remember saying that to myself and telling my friends that, you know, this is, this is a guy. I like this guy. He's friends and, you know, this is going to be it. I'm going to have this boyfriend and it's going to be great. And. Um, so at the end of my sophomore year, um, my parents separated and for me, that was, um, really hard to accept. Um, cause you would think like, you know, I'm a teenager, it shouldn't be that hard. Like, but it was really difficult. I was really, really angry at my dad. Um, I just, I held a lot of resentment toward him. A lot of trust issues started forming, um, and I just, I was just upset. My family was falling apart. I had this 
picture perfect family. My parents, both of my parents came to all of my events and a lot of my friends, my friends on the basketball team and cross country, you you were lucky if they got one parent there, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but both of mine were like always there. And I was just so shaken. My ground was just, it was like a rug was pulled out from underneath me. And, um, I was so, I just remember feeling so mad and feeling like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Like, why me? This is not how it's supposed to be. This is not okay. And, um, you know, my mom was also going through a lot at that time. I mean, obviously, I mean, even before they separated, there was stuff going on. And so she kind of hid away herself and she didn't deal with it. And then, you know, my brother was kind of dealing with his own way. And I didn't feel like I had anybody I could really talk to or anybody I could really, um, help me deal with what was going on. And so instead of putting my focus and anything else, I put it in this boy (laughs) and, um, you know, I made sure that, you know, I was going to hang out with him and we were going to hang out and I was going to make him like me. And, and I did. And, you know, and we would hang out all the time. I was at his house all the time. And, um, I remember thinking that like, you know, all my friends are having sex and they're all doing all these things. And I was like, I'm, that's not going to be me. And it's funny because God even put seeds in our, our brain, even when we don't know who he is yet. And I remember saying, I don't want to do that. I want to wait until I'm married. I don't want to give that up to anybody. And, but then I also got someone else sitting there on my shoulder telling me that, you know, you have to do this. This, you, oh, you, yeah. if you want to keep this guy around, your yep, friends are doing it. Go. He's going to find somebody else. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so then I gave in and, um, you know, we ended up having sex and it just got, um, we were stupid cause we were, I was 16 and he was just turned 16 and I ended up getting pregnant. Um, so I was a junior in high school and I remember taking <laughs> the first pregnancy test in a McDonald's bathroom with my best friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. Um, and I remember, and I took the pregnancy test and I was laughing and my best friend was freaking out and she's like, why are you laughing? Like, this is not funny. And I'm just laughing. Cause I'm like, this isn't real life. Like this is not, <laughs> this is, this is a joke. And then I remember we ended up going back to her house and then I took the second one. And then when I seen the results of the second one, that's when it like hit me like a wall. And, um, I was like, Oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant. And again, this is not supposed to happen to me. I was, I remember having these conversations with my cross country coach. I was much better runner than I was a basketball player. (laughs) I was good at basketball, but I uh, was not very tall. So that didn't help me out. But um, I remember having conversations with my coach. We were having these plans and these goals setting so that I could be uh, going to college and getting scholarships and running these amazing times. And cause I was already on the path of doing that. Never have run before my sophomore year. And then my junior year comes and now I'm pregnant and I am just so like out of a loss. Like I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to go to. I didn't know who to talk to. Um, and you know, and I told my daughter's father, um, that I was pregnant and you know, it's one of those, it's okay. We can get through this. We'll be a happy family. Everything's going to be perfect. What you mean, you know, it's a typical thing that you would think someone's going to say, and then you believe it because that's what you want, because that's, I mean, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to have a sure. child with somebody right. and yeah, it works, absolutely. you know? And, um, so he was telling me that and I was wanting that. And, um, you know, I remember, um, I was still running at the time because I didn't know what to do. I hadn't told my parents and, 
I was at a cross country meet and, um, my coach, she pulled my parents aside after the race because I wasn't running the times that I should have been running. And she goes, we need to get her to the doctor. There's something not right. She was doing so well and now her time's dropped. And I remember thinking um, that, oh, crap, I got to tell my parents because if, if mm-hmm. they're going to find out some way. And so I remember I actually told my dad first because um, within after my parents separated and, you know, I was mad at him for a couple months. But, you know, we we fixed it. Um but, uh, and he was like, it's okay. We're going to figure this out. Whatever you decide, I'm going to be here for you. I can hear him say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can. Um, he says, I'll tell your mother. And I'm like, thank you, God. <laughs> Cause right? I, I didn't want to have to say that. And, um, so I'm starting <coughs> to see this like little bit of light. Like I'm thinking, wow, like he took that really well. Um, this is awesome. You know, this is great. And so, um, then, you know, um, decided, all right, I got to tell my friends, my, you know, quote unquote friends. Um, and I remember Friday, it was in October and it was Halloween. And I remember we were walking around trick or treating with one of their little siblings or something. And I told two people, um, that day and I went to school on Monday and the whole school knew. Wow. Um, and I'm not even exaggerating because, you know, I played sports. So my name was on the intercom and I was involved in a lot of different things. So people knew who I was. Um, they knew my name. You know, I had a brother who went there. And so they, they knew of me. But I remember the looks people were looking at me and they were, you know, the whispers. And like mm-hmm. you really sometimes think like when people when you hear stories or you read books or you see movies and the, the whispering and the looking and you know, oh, that's just exaggerating. No, it is not in any way. Um, it definitely happens. And so then I had, you know, some friends, I said, Sir, is it, are, you, are you sure? Is this true? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's definitely true. And so then you, you get some people that support you. And then some people are like, Oh my gosh, what are you going to do? And it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I'm 16, almost 17 years old and I'm pregnant. I have no idea what I'm going to do yet. So, um, and again, I still have my daughter's father still talking to me and, you know, we're, we're trying to make things work. Um, but now came the probably even harder than telling my parents was telling my coaches. So I have a, um, uh, something that I'm working on that I don't like to disappoint people. So I have a hard time saying, no, I don't like disappointing. Um, I'll go above and beyond just because I want to make people happy. And it's not always a bad thing, but it can be. Um, so letting these people down who were probably one of the most important people, you know, they're my coaches. They, sure. mm-hmm. they guide me. I spend so much time with them, um, so much conversations and they want what's best for me. And now I got to tell them like my cross country coach, my track coach, I got to tell them that I can't run. I'm pregnant. Our dreams, our goals, our plans are over. And man, that, that probably broke me more than anything. Um, it was so hard. Um, and I had a lot of coaches, um, that came up to me and they were like, we're here, we're here for you. We support you. And no matter what's going to happen, you have a spot on our team. You can travel with us. You can wear our Jersey this isn't going to change anything. And then I had, I did have one person, um, kind of have a conversation with me that I have options. Um, and for me that 
that wasn't an option. Abortion was not an option for me. Um, I don't know why. I mean, now I do. At the time, I didn't know why. It was I just part knew. of your belief system that yeah. you know, was instilled. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It was it was kind of just there, but it sure. wasn't at the time I didn't know why. I just knew that that was not what I wanted. And then I was thinking um about, you know, what about adoption? And I was like, I can't do that. Like, you know, there's amazing people out there who do do that and they make other people so happy, but I don't think I could not have lived with myself. I couldn't have been able to give up a child and just say, you know, good luck. Have <laughs> I just in, you know, some people do that and they're so strong and it's amazing. And I just, I, I'm not, I'm that just, wasn't your calling. It wasn't my calling at no. all. Yes. Thank you. Um, but you know, as you know, it's, it's, as it's coming and November's coming, um, I just told my parents and I told my coaches and, and now, um, the school year is going on and me and my children's father, it's, um, getting unhealthy. There is a lot of, you know, um, seeing of other people of the cheating. There is just unhealthy words from both of us. Um, unhealthy actions. Uh, it was just very toxic in both, not just him. Um, it was me too. And it took me a long time to admit that, but I was toxic for him. He was toxic for me. Um, but it was one of those things where we kind of were still trying, like no matter what happened after a couple weeks or a couple months, we would come back together and we would keep trying. I think that's part of the stress manufacturing itself, you know, because you guys, you don't know what you're doing and there's so Mm -hmm. much fear and like unknown. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. You know, we were both scared and he didn't know what to do and he wanted to be involved and, and I mean, and he, he is. And, but at the time, you know, we're, we're juniors in high school and it's just trying to figure things out. And I was super, I was, I was falling into a depression. Um, at the time I didn't know that. I just knew that I wanted him. Why doesn't he want me? Why doesn't he want this family? You know, we're supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be this perfect couple. And so then as I'm going on with this, you know, um, I was super, super skinny in, um, in high school. Like, I mean, I didn't show that I was pregnant until I was probably like seven months, eight months. And I'm not exaggerating. Like the doctors were super concerned with my mom. They like pulled her out of the doctor's office like many times to have conversations like, hey, is she eating? Is she eating? Because I I wasn't showing. The baby was fine, um, but I wasn't showing um, because I just had a fast metabolism. And um, so because I wasn't showing, people didn't believe me. So it went from, oh, my God, you're you're pregnant and that's crazy. And then the, the name calling the just, um, saying that I slept around and I did all these things, even though I didn't, I, I slept with one person and that was it. And, but the, you know, that went around. So everyone was calling me these nasty mm-hmm. names that, sure. mm-hmm. you know, I don't need to say, you can think of them yourself, um, mm-hmm. to now I'm a liar. And now I lied and I'm lying to him and I'm lying to everybody because I want attention. I want people to look at me. I want people to talk yeah, about oh me. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just it was the worst. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember being in a lunchroom and there's people everywhere and people are I can see them looking at me and I'm walking by and they're looking at me. And it's like it's like they've never seen a pregnant person in their life. But, you know, it was just it was the daily of things that I had to deal with. And I mean, it was horrible, like. 
teenagers are can be so mean i mean and there are some people that are so great but mm-hmm. i mean anybody can be mean you know it's just the kids kids are mean yeah i mean 100 percent. and it's just it's like they they don't want they know that they can make that mistake but we're not gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about this one because she actually made that mistake and um my dad always used to tell me that uh people only cast stones at a fruitful tree mm, yeah so that must have meant that you know there was a calling on your life and there was some good things that were going to come of it and they recognized that yeah. you know i mean honestly it took me a long time but man this pregnancy is the best thing that has ever happened in my life um it was it was a lot at the time, but, um, I'll, I'll get to the end, but, (laughs) um, but so now I'm getting closer to my due date. Um, and, um, I'm just feeling more and more depressed and I'm anxious and I'm scared because I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, um, so I remember my mom telling me about, this group, this woman, um, her name is Evelyn and this woman changed my life. Uh, she, and it's straight up a God thing. It's the only thing I can explain it as a God thing. She, um, somehow found my mom, never met my mom before. Don't know how she got my mom's email. My mom's never met her before, but she somehow got my mom's email and told my mom that she, was a teen mom of two herself and that she was starting up a group at real life for teen moms and that she heard that I that she had a daughter that was pregnant and that she wanted me to come to this group and my mom had no idea who this lady was we had been going she had been going to real life not me um and my mom's like, you need to come to this. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. I don't know who I'm a pregnant single or taken, or I don't know what to call it. A 17 year old child. I am not walking into a church. Like that's the last place that I want to go. Um, I don't want people judging me. I don't want people looking at me. People look at me enough. Like I don't want to, I just, I was like, no mom. She's like, you're coming. No, you're gonna come. And I don't know how she got me to go because I'm very stubborn. I'm very, very stubborn. Food. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. She promised you brunch. Buffet Look. afterwards or something. <laughs> Let me tell you, Adapt always had snacks. <laughs> um, so my mom got me to come to this group and I was aw- I was feeling awkward and uncomfortable. And my mom made me come for a month and she came with me for a month. And... Um, and I'm not sure if this happened. I think this was all before I had Annalise um, or in the middle of me having Annalise. Um, but she um, made me go and I went and I went with her and it was about a month, month and a half. And she stopped coming with me and I kept going. Um, so I'll jump back onto that. But, you know, I had Annalise and everything was sp- quote unquote, perfect for a little, for a couple of weeks. And, you know, her dad was with me and we were together and everything was great. And then it wasn't, uh, just like it always was with me and him. It was great. And then it wasn't, it was great. And it wasn't. And so I'm going to this teen mom group in this church and I started feeling really out of place. And then I started feeling really in place. Like this is where I need to be. This is, I don't know why. I don't know who this, this Jesus person is. I don't know, but I know that these are nice people 
and there's food <laughs> and they want to teach me life skills and shine you know i i wanted to fit in so bad and i finally found a place that i could fit in and um this program saved my life um i went every tuesday um sometimes in smelly uh practice gear like but i was i was there and they taught us life skills they taught us how to cook they taught us how to fill out a resume fill out a job uh application they taught us how to do a job interview we had people um come and speak uh aaron ramsey um uh, mo midlow uh just all these strong powerful christian women would come and they would speak life into us and tell us their story and tell us that you know it's okay and that you know you're gonna you're gonna make it god has a plan for you and you know at the time i everyone kept telling me like god's got a plan for you he's got a plan for you and and i'm thinking no this is not a good plan <laughs> i don't know what this plan is but it's not how it should be um in my mind but god does have a very good plan um and he blows me away every day um but i'm going to this group and i'm going into my senior year of high school thankfully i have some amazing parents and they supported me and they helped me so that i could go to school my senior year i had some great friends that um I would walk or I would walk on Elise to the babysitter and I would walk to the bus stop and then my mom would pick Annalise up from the babysitter and it was just I but I still wasn't I had this group and I had this child and I had supportive parents and I had some good friends and but I still wasn't feeling whole i still i was still mm -hmm. i was falling into an even deeper depression yeah. um i was dealing with anxiety didn't know that at the time um but i was so lost um that i would get in these depressions and anxiety states that i would um go on these long walks and with in the middle of the night because i was so upset and i couldn't calm myself down i didn't know what to do um i started um actually like kind of sounds silly but i would get so anxious that i didn't really know what i was doing and i would be scratching my leg and i would be scratching my legs until they would bleed um i was just so lost i was angry um this was my senior year of high school and i was supposed to um be excited i was supposed to be breaking all these records i was supposed to be playing basketball i was supposed to doing so many other things and I wasn't. I was waking up because a baby was crying and I was going to my mom and saying, Mom, I can't do this. Um, me and her dad had like a schedule where like I had Annalise for like four days. He would have her three days and then I would have her three days and he would have her four. So we kind of split the time. But whenever he wasn't with me, I felt like I couldn't do it. I felt like I don't know how to handle a baby. I don't know how to handle myself. I can't do this. And, and he was there, he would come and pick her up or he would come over and he would, you know, and he was at the time he was so supportive of me because I didn't know I was just so lost. Um, and it was just one of those things that I didn't know how to get my way out. And it kind of hit me after basketball season because again, my parents are awesome and I was able, they encouraged me to, to live my senior year like I should. So I did cross country and then I did basketball and after basketball season, that's when it hit me. It hit me like you are a mom. You're not a normal 18 year old girl. You are a mom. You need to stop. You need to get it together. You need to figure it out. 
And so I did. I didn't do any more sports. I put all my energy into trying to be a mom. I was taking ADAPT more seriously. I was taking these life skills that they were teaching us more seriously. I was reading the Bible. Um, I was doing That's these- That's off to you though, by the way. That's oh, amazing. Thank you. That's off to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Uh, definitely. It was really hard. It was just one of those things that I just, I, I didn't, I didn't want to be one of those moms, one of those moms that weren't there. And one, I wanted to be a parent like my parents. That's how I wanted to raise my children. I wanted to be there. And I knew the path that I was doing that was not going to be the end result. So, um, so I'm going to adapt and I'm doing these lessons and, and I'm finding this awesome God who could move mountains and I'm, I'm listening to these awesome people tell me their testimonies and I'm listening to how they were so lost and they were so broken and they were dealing with all this stuff and now they're not broken and now they're, they're, they're healed and they're still working on themselves in a positive light. And, um, it was just amazing. Um, and I went to that group, like I said, every week. Um, and it was amazing too, because they taught me how to be a mom. They taught me how to work with different parenting struggles. They taught me, they were there for me with them. You know, if I had a problem, I could call them these mentors and they would answer. And I, I remember one of the ladies, um, I think it was 11 o'clock at night and this poor woman, cause she had kids herself. I called her and I was just super upset one time. And she said, come over come to my house. Let, let's talk. And I mean, I didn't leave her house till one 30 in the morning and she's got kids, but wow. she, yeah, but she let me come over and we worked through things. And like I said, this group saved my life. It was the best thing, um, for me. And that is how that, that group is how I found, uh, Jesus. I got baptized on a Tuesday in that group, um, in front of some of my closest friends, my closest mentors, um, and it was, I was starting to see this awesome picture. Um, I graduated high school on time. Um, and my daughter was in the audience and it was, oh, it was great. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so I started getting more involved in the church. I started volunteering. Um, I started at the time, I think I was working just at, um, I, th I was still at Michael's. So, well, no, I graduated high school. That's right. I graduated high school and I got to get a job because I got to take care of myself, you know? And, um, so August rolls around and I'm getting a job. I worked, I lived right behind, um, for those of you who know, I lived right behind real life at the time. Um, I got a job at Michael's, which is right down the road. Well, mm -hmm. I didn't have a car. Um, so I got a job at Michael's and the wake up time for Michael's was, uh, you gotta be at work at 5am. So, wow. well, see, and it works because I started college. So I started college at a community college. Um, and I would work five days a week from 5am to 1030am. And then two days a week, uh, my first class started at 12 and then it ended at nine. So for two days a week, I was nonstop from four o'clock in the morning until about nine 30, 10 o'clock at night. And, um, it was just how that season went and I did it. I would wake up and I would walk 
Annalise to the babysitter and I would walk to work and then I would walk back. I'd get Annalise, walk home and my mom would come watch her. Then I would go to school and the next day I would, I mean, it was just a constant, you know, thing. And then I finally saved enough money, got my own car. Um, that was awesome. It's a, it a big old green car. We called it the green monster. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and through this whole time, you know, I'm feeling really good. Um, I've got, you know, a beautiful baby and I'm loving every second with her and me and her father are not, you know, again, still the on off. It's still unhealthy. It's still toxic on both of our parts. Um, and so I'm just going through these motions and I'm volunteering the church and I'm going to church and I felt like I lived at the church and, and, um, so now, um, going through college and I'm getting comfortable. You guys ever get like comfortable with something? Oh, yeah. Don't mention that word. <laughs> no. Yeah. Mo Midlow talked about that yeah. actually yep. on G God Stories yeah. Radio. Right. You don't, you don't mention that word in front of father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's exactly what happened. I was getting comfortable. I was doing what I was supposed to. I was reading my Bible and everything was going great. I had this awesome baby and um, going to school and I'm working and I'm killing it and uh, then you get comfortable and that's when I got pregnant at 20 with Michaela um, and I like to when Anna was a bit when I was pregnant with Anna I didn't enjoy any second of it I was always upset and miserable and depressed and it was so hard and this time I was pregnant and um, it was the same father um, and I was like I'm gonna make this this the best experience and i would i told people when i would tell people i say i'm pregnant and you're gonna be happy for me thank say congratulations and hug me yeah. because i wanted to be happy about this and i i generally was i was excited that you know i had another chance to be a mom i had another chance to do it right to not feel sad and not and just do do it the right way because with with Annalise I just when she was so little and when I was pregnant it wasn't those feelings were not the same and sometimes I had to get through that because it was a lot of resentment because I was really upset like how do you do that how do you not be happy when you're pregnant but you know time and everything's different when you're you're 17 years old and pregnant and um so I'm pregnant with Michaela and um her dad had just went into the military um or their, their dad went into the military and so he's went through, um, training and, you know, he gets out of training and he comes home for a visit and, and we were trying to make things work because we, you know, now we've got two kids, um, together and we've got to figure it out, you know? And so I tried, I worked a lot on me. I worked on my anger. I worked on my being slow to speak and trying to listen, um, uh, just trying to be patient and I, I still remember that when, you know, he told me that he had cheated on me again, that that was it. I was like, this is the last, I told you I was, we were going to do this one more time and I was never going to do it again. And it's not, we're never going to do it again. And he, he didn't believe me. <laughs> he thought it was going to be the same old story. And you know, it wasn't, um, because I couldn't keep falling in this path and I couldn't keep doing this. And, um, you know, and then I had Michaela and now I've got this beautiful baby and I have this amazing toddler and I'm a single mom of two working and going to college. And it 
was so hard. <laughs> it was just, it was a lot of just not knowing what was going to come next. I mean, I lived with my, my dad. Um, so I mean, he's helped support me, but you know, I did a lot of stuff on my own. If I wanted to do something, I paid for it. If I wanted something for the girls, I paid for it. If they needed something, I paid for it. Um, I wasn't going to let my parents support me. I mean, and they, they couldn't, they had their own bills to do, you know? Um, and so I've got this, this part-time job and it's not working for me. Um, they're not, you know, my dad, um, had, uh, he had that accident. Um, so he wasn't able to help as much with Michaela and because he couldn't help with Michaela, he couldn't take her to daycare cause he couldn't lift her. And so I couldn't work because I had nobody to take her to daycare. Um, and so I ended up just one day deciding I had gotten a job at real life, uh, just in the childcare, just a night once or twice a week. It wasn't a lot. And I decided like, Hey, I don't want to work at Michael's anymore. <laughs> I'm tired of the way they treat me and I just don't want to do this anymore. So I remember I, I just walked in one day and I was like, I'm not on the schedule for the next two weeks. So this is my two week notice and I won't be back. And, um, it took a lot cause I didn't really know what was next. Um, I didn't know what the next plan was, but, and that's not like, <laughs> I like to have plans. <laughs> and so, but I knew that this wasn't it. And so I quit that job and, um, I'm working at real life and I'm talking to people at real life. And again, this is just a very small part-time job. And, um, as I'm going through school and I'm talking to the right people and they say, Hey, we got a summer camp here and it's awesome. So this is back when they had the summer camp and I was like, okay, cool. I would love to do that. That would be so much fun. So I got a full first full-time job with real life doing summer camp. It was the best experience of my life. And I highly recommend to everybody who's listening that if you have never worshiped with children, worship with children because they are pure like mm -hmm. it is just straight up God in their heart. Absolutely. And it's, yeah, it the Bible is, speaks specifically to that. Oh, it's, yeah. it is, it is so powerful. I mean, just these kids and they see their friends struggling and they stop and let's pray for you or just their, their just alertness to things. It's just, it's incredible. Um, so I was working there, uh, full time while going to school, um, I think I had two summer classes, but that was four nights a week in Leesburg, which is about a 30 minute drive. And so again, it's just uh, trying to manage two kids, full-time job, full-time school. How am I going to figure all this out? But again, I did it. Um, and so the girls went to a daycare and every now and again, I would tell the director, Hey, if you ever need anybody, Hey, if you ever need anybody and she would, would laugh and ha 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 and I, I was like, okay, whatever. And so I remember the end of the summer was coming and I didn't have a job. I was going to go back to real life, like during the, the nights. But again, that wasn't enough after going from full time to like, I can't go back to that. And so didn't have a plan. Didn't know what I was going to do. Um, but I was like, you know what, God, you keep opening these doors for me. I'm going to trust that you're going to keep opening these doors. And I waited and I didn't move. Um, one of the, the biggest verses um, that I just love is like the, the be still and know that I am God, because mm -hmm. it reminds me like I'm not in control. I can't make these choices. Mm -hmm. um, I, Psalm, Psalm 4610. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I have to know that he's he's got this, not me. Um, and so I remember just being super like, OK, just 
twiddling my thumbs and just kind of waiting. And sure enough, uh, the director at the girls' daycare calls me, says, hey, Jen. And I'm like, are the girls okay? She goes, oh, no, they're okay. I'm like, all right, what? what's going on? Why you call me? She's like, well, I just want to offer you a full-time uh, with sick days uh, job here at the daycare. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, yeah. Like, what do I have to do to do? Like, what? And, um. That's how the father rolls. That's uh, how he rolls. Oh, yes. For sure. Um, again, just, I mean, it was the perfect. And, and I'm going to school at this time to be a teacher. So this was working with children. This was working, teaching uh, VPK students. This was working with school-aged children. I mean, so it's right up my alley. And I'm like awesome so like i get to hang out with kids all day like every day like and you're gonna pay me and you're gonna pay me when i'm sick to do this like all right count me in it's kind of how i feel about my job now (laughs) you guys are paying me for this yeah awesome seriously um so throughout this time of of working at this daycare i was um working full-time going to school full-time or working going to school part-time it was just a constant thing like that and um it was really hard. There was times where it was harder than others. There was times when it was easier. Um, and I, uh, during this time too, I was transferred from, or not transferred, but finished, got my AA, went into UCF. Uh, but it was awesome because they have a program at UCF where I can do it at the community college. So I was right there um, in my hometown, going to a big university, getting my degree, uh, working. And I've got these, again, these awesome, amazing blessings because that's exactly what both of them are. I don't even know what my life would have been if I didn't get pregnant at 17. Um, they, I, I know it would not have been good. I can, by the path that I was going on, I know that I would not be sitting in this chair with you telling you how awesome our God is. Um, so I'm going to, um, so I'm working, I'm going to school and it was super hard. Um, but you know, I, I did it in 2016. I got my bachelor's degree, uh, as a single mom with two kids, uh, before, uh, the age of, I think I was 24, I think 24, 25. Um, so on, man, it was the biggest accomplishment. I mean, ever. That's I, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was definitely a rocky way to get there. Um, there's so many things that like I'd be going and it's like, oh, there's a really big hill. That's a, that's that's just something trying to stop me. That was the devil saying, ah, no, let's give you some more challenges. Let's stop you from from doing all these things. And I was like, no, you're not going to stop me. Like, I know what God's plan for me is and his plan is that I am a teacher to bring light into these children. That's what I've been gifted with. That's what I, and I, and I know that because I've just, I, I love kids. I love being around them and hanging out with them and talking to them. Um, I'd rather, I'd rather work with children than adults. No offense, (laughs) but (laughs) you know, it just, they just, they have such, they're just so pure and they're just full of knowledge. Um, they just want to learn, but I'm getting, I'm getting off the topic. (laughs) Um, but so I was supposed to do my second internship um, before I graduated. I was supposed to do my second internship. Things happened and I didn't, but I still graduated. Um, so I didn't get a typical job like most people do after once they get their, their degree. Most people get their degree. They do their internships. They get a job. They keep on rolling. Well, because of certain things happening um, that didn't happen for me. So I was still at the daycare. And I was like, okay, God, this is fine. This is fine. I still have a job. I have my degree doing better than a lot of people. So it could be worse. So I'm just going and, you know, the summer's coming and I'm like, okay, like I'm going to start applying for 
these teaching positions and hopefully I can get something and, um, and I'm just waiting on God, just waiting on God and nothing. I applied to like 10 places, went to a, uh, um, what are they called? Like job, a job fair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and nothing, nothing stuck. And then I get a call from, it was like a friend of a friend of a friend that knew that I had just gotten my degree and she knew that my, that I loved Jesus and that they needed a teacher at a private school, a oh. Christian school. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is awesome. Like what? <laughs> I mean, I'm, th- this couldn't even be this is so great. So I go in for my interview and, um, I'm thinking, wow, I'm at, I'm teaching. I could be able to talk about God in my classrooms. I mean, what could be better? Well, and then, then they told me how much they were going to pay me. <laughs> um, and has a little bit to do with it. Oh man. That was, I was like taken back and I was like, I busted my butt for that long and that's all you can offer. Like, so I left and I was kind of like, okay, I have to, I have to pray about it. I have to, I can't make a choice right now. Um, and I told the the principal that I really don't think I could do this. I needed more money. I'm a single mom of two kids. I need, I need some more. And she goes, Jenna, we can't, this is the best that I can do for you. And I said, all right, I'm, let me just think about it some more because I wasn't set on saying no yet. And, um, I remember praying about it a lot. I remember saying, God, why, why are we doing this again? Like I did what you, you wanted. I graduated, got my diploma. I'm, I'm finally like, I'm going to church. I'm involved in the church. I'm doing these Bible studies. I'm doing everything that like, I feel like you're putting in me. Why would this be the plan? And well, of course he doesn't say what the plan is. You know, he just <laughs> says, do it. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, you know, my dad told me, he goes, um, I said something along the lines like, is this what you want to do? Do you want to teach? And I said, well, yeah. And he goes, are you going to regret your choice because of money? I said, well, no. And he goes, then do it. I mean, why not? But he's like, if you're going to choose to do it, then you have to be all in. You can't apply anywhere else. And if you get any calls, you can't go to any job interviews. You have to be all in. And I said, Oh, all right. And so I went and I prayed some more and thought about it and I decided I'm all in, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm going to go teach second grade at this school and I'm going to get paid. Not good, but it's okay. I'm going to figure it out. Cause this is where, this is the only door that God has opened and he's like pushing me through it. <laughs> and, um, and I, I picture a lot of things like when I make my choices, like a, a door opened and closed um, and this door was wide open. And so I go in and um, it was my first day and we're planning and I walk in and there's a bunch of desks and there's two bookcases and my teacher desk and there was nothing else in the classroom. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. <laughs> and so this other teacher that was there, um, she comes in and she starts doing stuff in my classroom. She goes, Oh, you need this and you need this and you need this. And she's just doing all this stuff for me. And I'm like, Whoa, like what? Okay. And, and this woman, um, became such a, um, role model for me. She was such a, such, had such a love for God and you could see it in everything that she did. And, um, she had a love for teaching. Um, and she just, 
taught me so much my first year there um, at that school. And I was at that school and I met some amazing people, people that I still stay in contact with today. Uh, one of my best friends I met that year, um, my principal of my current school, I met that year, uh, my first year teaching. Um, and it was a rocky start, but you know what? I did it. I did what God wanted me to do. And so I'm like, all right, God, I did it. Check. Let's go find a new job because I need more money. And so I'm, I'm putting some applications in and, and then I'm like, just hearing this, like, no, stop. This is not what you need to do. And again, I, I picture a lot of things like an open and shut door. And all I could see was a closed brown door nothing no opening um so when i'm praying that's all i see and i'm like god really like i can't can't keep doing this i need i need some more and he's like no you don't no you don't and i'm like i need just a little bit more like give me an extra sick day like give me something and and god's like Mm, no, you don't. And thankfully, you know, I did get a little bit more and, and I stayed at the job for another year and I didn't know why I had no idea why I was like, why God is this the plan? What would make this the plan? I know I could do things differently somewhere else. And, um, shortly into the school year, uh, that amazing, strong Christian, powerful role model, um, her husband got sick. Um, she had two teenage daughters and her husband got sick. He got sick quick and he ended up passing away. And it was the most heartbreaking um, situation I've ever been in. I never knew what it was like to mourn the loss of somebody I've never met before. Um, and I mourned his loss and I only heard the man's voice on her phone. Um, and but it was it was hard because she had two daughters and just hearing her and he, I just, I didn't know how to handle it. And, and I did what I knew I could do. It was help her in her classroom because she wasn't there. So I helped take care of her class. I helped with the subs. I helped watch when they couldn't find a sub or I, I just, I did everything I could to help her and be that person that she needed in that time. And so she, again, so strong. She believes in God and she knows that he's in a better place and he's exactly where he needs to be. And he's still blessing them. Um, and shortly after that, I realized I see God, this is why, this is why I needed to stay because mm -hmm. there was this amazing woman who needed to know that her job was fine. And that, that was why I needed to be there. I needed to be there for her, not for me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's super hard to like, accept that like the path that you're doing or the things you're doing isn't for you. Mm -hmm. And it's for somebody else because that's what they need at that time. Um, so this school year is starting to end and I starting to see like this door close and I'm starting to be in communication with this other principal at this other school and she wants me to come to a job interview and I'm seeing this door close at this current school mat and I'm seeing this beautiful new opportunity of life opening up through this other door and I went for this job interview and um, it was the best decision I've ever made. Um, so I'm working at this new school now. Um, and I have never been so, um, felt like at home, felt like everybody around me was there to support me. Um, 
I go into work so happy. And these kids are so filled with God's spirit that it's just amazing. And I know that every step that I took, um, has led me to this job. And I, I love it so much. I love that God had this plan for me when I was 17. I mean, I mean before then, but Mm -hmm. that it started when I was 17, that this precious child was going to cause this ripple effect of this amazing, these amazing opportunities. And now I'm able to share my story on God Story Radio and, and just hopefully encourage, um, any other girls who end up getting pregnant too young and just let them know, even, even if you're not young and you get pregnant and just know that God's story for you is not over it's just mm-hmm. beginning amen to that um, amen to that yes and as a woman it's hard to to accept that it's hard to know that you know so many changes are about to come when you're pregnant and it's hard to like know that you know you don't have to get swapped up in being pregnant or having a child like you can still set your goals and you can still do what god has intended you to do it's just going to be a little different it might be a little mm-hmm. harder but you know yep. what it's 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 definitely, um, well, it certainly did help that you had a strong support through your oh, mom yeah. and dad. Definitely. I, I would not have been able to, to do all of the things that I have done without them. Um, they encouraged me, they supported me and I'm very lucky because a lot of, you are. a lot of people, a lot of girls that age, they get pregnant. They don't, they don't get that from their parents. Um, but I mean, yeah, you just had some natural tenacity and stuff that God instilled in you early on, which just is really impressive because you were making very, very adult decisions at a young age. Mm -hmm. Just really impressive. And of course, that's all, you know. Praise to the Father. Yeah, for all that, all the little details he Definitely. works out. So, yeah, all the people that brought he brought into her life along the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. buddy. And and it was it, seriously just a God thing. Like my whole story is just about trusting God and knowing that He's He's got this awesome plan, and you can't make these decisions. You got to let God lead you to make those decisions because our our way of doing things is much different than his way. Well, and, you got that right. Um, you know, we gotta, it's hard, it's hard to see that, but you really gotta open up and know that God's got you. Like he's going to lead you to exactly where you need to be. Um, and every step of the way of my story has definitely led me into where I needed to be at the exact moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. like, just like you are here on God's Stories Radio. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Took a year, but I made it. <laughs> what an awesome story. You know, we ask a lot of people. Not everybody says yes. So we really, really appreciate your time tonight. And uh, that was session 224. It was. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, it was. It was Amazing. Awesome. And I just have a special message for you, for me, because I feel like even though our stories aren't um, exact, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of parallels. And I know from all the years of seeing you, I've always been impressed by you. I've watched you be a a great mom to your kids and uh, just a, you know, a good human being serving and so forth. And um you know, you set goals for yourself and you accomplish them and um, you're a force to be reckoned with, whether <laughs> yes, you realize it or not. Yes, she uh, is. 
Thank you. You know, not, I don't mean this in a condescending way. I I mean this in in the best way possible. I am so incredibly proud of you when Mm. I look at you. Amen. Because you yourself are a role model, whether you you recognize it or not. I believe that as well. Yes. I mean, I saw her with Bob in, you know, holding her hand and so on and so forth in church over the years. And, you know, this is the first time I've actually sat down next to her and listened to her and watched and everything else. And just like Tina said, um, wow. Yeah. How old are you? 20 right? I'm going to be uh, 27 this this month. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. 27. She's, yeah. you know. She's done more than most people have in a lifetime. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's all God, though, because I, I, I know that... Um, his his um his my story's not done and I'm hoping that one day I can incorporate that adapt group and I can go back and I can help girls that were like me, um, and help them know that your story is not over. And there's mm-hmm. so many opportunities and there's so many things out there that you can still do. I can see that so. in your Absolutely. In your future, no doubt about it, because you wouldn't have gone through all those experiences if no. you weren't going to minister to other girls that were going through yeah. that. Absolutely. Well, I just want to leave my door open that anytime you need a hug, mm-hmm. you're more than welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I, it. I'll say it again. It, 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 it does come down to the support you had mm-hmm. from your father and mother. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It, it does. Absolutely. Yeah, they were they were always there. Um, I mean, even even when I was pregnant, um, my mom was a little reluctant. Like the whole time, she was still kind of like, oh, "We're really doing this? This is really yeah, happening." She's in shock. But you know what? Yes, yeah, she was. Uh, but you know what? She as soon as as soon as Annalise was born and she held her, it was like a whole different oh, story. Sure. Oh, um, yeah. And now you know, just a little a little moment to be a mom and be proud of them. Yep. Annalise is nine and she is on a travel soccer team where she does amazing. She is uh, just, you know, boasting in soccer and she's so good and her I team is so good. And yeah, definitely. Yep, and, there you go. And Michaela is six and she is, let me tell you, if you ever get the, the opportunity to meet her, your life will be changed because she is just uh, full of spirit and wonder and energy. And she's one of those kids that when she walks into that room and you know. the whole room lights up. Um, so, but just a little brag moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you've earned awesome. it. Absolutely. Wow. Well, gosh, if this story's touched you, drop us a line at GodStoriesRadio, gmail.com. And what else can they do? Mikey? They can tweet us. They can tweet us on Twitter. <laughs> And please, uh, if you haven't liked us on Facebook, please, uh, please help, do so. Help, help, help with the awkward moment, the crickets <laughs> moment there. Uh-huh. We love our Facebook peeps. Yes, um, we they, can put they, they're, they're part of GSR family. Well, you betcha. We can put encouraging words out there. And plus, every episode, uh, once it publishes, goes up on right Facebook, there, right. usually first. So you can hear it there first. So <clears throat> I want to thank everybody for hanging out on Mixler with us. Uh, wow. Uh, an hour 15. Okay. Fantastic. Boy, time flies when you're having fun. Uh-huh. It does. It really, yeah. really does. What a testimony. Thanks again for coming. Yes, thank, thank you for Jennifer. having we me. We love you thank so you. much. Thank, thank you. you so much. And uh, Bob, if you're listening, we love you too, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did good. Hey, yes, Dad. You did. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. You betcha. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for session 224. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. In my weakest moment, I see you. Shaking your head in disgrace I can read the disappointment
written all over your face Here come those whispers in my ear Saying who do you think you are Looks like you're on your own from here Cause grace could never reach that far But in the shadow of that shame For the worst part of you and me 